Hello, this is Kenya, and welcome to my magical cottage girl life. Today, we're going to have some fun, and this is especially going to be great for people who have way too many dishes and don't know what to do with them. You know, they may be cracked, which, by the way, if they're chipped and cracked, you probably should only wash them by hand. Or maybe you just were gifted them. People collect plates over time uh, from moves, from uh, going to thrift stores and sales, garage sales. People send food over and forget to take their plate back or tell you you can keep it. And it just becomes this menagerie of mismatched tableware. Well, open up your big book of stuff and turn to the section on reusing and repurposing because today we're going to talk about how to make art with those plates. Let's get started. So what we're talking about today is generally something most people refer to as making china plate mosaics because in general there's china porcelain that people use and there's fine china and all sorts of things but for most people you don't necessarily have a set of fine china you just have dinner plates made of whatever it is you were blessed and lucky enough to get to stack in your home but again over time they become damaged uh, you get mismatched sets they get cracked or you just have too many of them well, this is a great way to use those plates and also begin to declutter your home a little bit. You can even go out and find plates at different garage sales or resale shops if you don't have enough plates at home to be able to spare them, but you may have a couple of coins to rub together to invest in this hobby. what you're doing with these plates once you begin the hobby you may find you're addicted to it but in a good way the way that you make the mosaic is you have to break the plates and yes I understand that some people may be clutching their pearls saying I would never break a break a plate well some of us would and some of us have and we'll do it again we'll do it again um, you can take these pieces and then make them into mosaics to make beautiful pictures or wonderful little patterns. And it's a nice, quiet hobby, except for the breaking part, that you can enjoy with other people. Now, the easiest way to do it uh, for, you know, cathartic purposes to get some aggression out or frustration is to smash the plate. I understand that. But when you do that, you risk pulverizing it as well as spreading shards and grit that could cut people if they walk on it. So you, or pets, the feet of pets. You don't want to do that necessarily, even though it sounds like fun. Um, you're going to want to do this in a controlled manner, preferably within, within a towel or within a small box where you wouldn't have things getting all over the place. And the box should be lined with something that you're going to use to catch the grit and these shards, but not something you're going to use to wear on the body 
just in case there's fine residue in there. So nothing you're going to use with food, nothing you're going to use on the body. Uh, basically, more than likely something like a tablecloth or an old rag or pillowcase. And that's what you're going to do to get the larger pieces broken down. Now you can use a hammer, but the problem is it's very difficult to control a hammer and not just pulverize things. So proceed with caution if you decide to break your pieces with a hammer on those plates. What you could also do though is use a tile nipper. And that's the easiest thing, especially for thin plates. But keep in mind, even though you're, you get really well and experienced at this, there's no guarantee the crack will always become the representation of what you want it to be. You may be trying to nip a piece off that small and you never know that plate just may be more fragile than others and the, the cracks just go everywhere. So maybe be a little loosey-goosey with your expectations, especially when you're starting out. But what if you have really thick plates? And it doesn't have to be a plate, by the way. It could be any kind of uh, tableware like plates, saucers, and whatnot. What if you have a really thick one or a really hard one? Your regular tile nipper might not be able to do the job. Don't worry. Put the hammer down. I can see your mind working. Put, this, put the sledgehammer down. You can use something called a compound tile nipper, and it has more strength. It helps to translate the strength in your hand even more effectively so that you can use those heavier uh, materials in your work and in your art. So don't worry, just because the small tile nipper didn't do it, you're not out of the game. You're going to be fine. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Um, and don't forget, you can also break glasses. But with all this breaking and cracking, there's something else you're definitely going to need. You're going to want a sandstone. And you're going to want a marble file. And you're going to want a ceramic tile. Do you have to have all these? I'm not the boss of you, I can't make you have them. But if you wanna do this safely, you need them because those edges of those broken shards can be sharper than a knife. They are like almost like a scalpel in some cases. So you wanna protect yourself at all times. Also, when you're doing this, wear gloves, preferably leather or rubber gardening gloves because you do not want shards of this material in your skin. It's not only painful, it can cause infection and they can be very difficult to remove because they can be so small. So always protect yourself. Um, I recommend safety goggles as well so that's all animals around because animals have a tendency to try to put their pawings and you really don't want your animal companions to have little hurt paw pads.
Now there's a couple of ways to go about this. You could go freeform and just see what the pieces say to you once you've got all these pieces out and make a cute little pattern, like an abstract art piece. Um, usually they're really not that big, by the way, and you're gonna need a background on it. So you could do it against the garden wall. You could do it in the bottom of a bird bath. You could even put it on another plate for an art piece for your home. But I will say this, and this is very important. Make sure you have an adhesive you're comfortable with using. If it has a strong odor, keep the doors and the windows open just a little bit to let airflow go through. You don't want to become sick. Um, but the other option is to actually already kind of have sketched out what kind of image you would like to make and break pieces or break plates and dinnerware that would be the colors that you want in the piece. So if the figure has black hair per se, you'd want to break a black saucer in the pieces. So you can use that for the mosaic because in general you do want to, you know, make some sort of image, uh, even if it's just abstract, that goes along the colors that you'd like to see if you're making it in advance. Another thing to keep in mind, remember we talked about making designs on plates and glass before in episodes in previous years? This is the time that you can actually get a blank plate, like a clear plate or a white plate or black plate, and you can use those por porcelain markers. That way you'll have the colors that you want before you have to break a bunch of plates. You can just simply separate the colors. You can separate the colors on each piece and break according to your need. Now the most popular version of this kind of work uses dinnerware or plates or saucers that actually have a real or a false china pattern. Uh, usually it's blue on white or sometimes a floral pattern on a white or a bone background. Many times this will happen if there was uh, you know, some sort of chinaware that became damaged and only a few non-matching pieces were left, then people will break them and repurpose them. I've also seen this done where they take those pieces and make them into jewelry. Uh, they make them into earrings, bracelets. I've even seen them made, you know, incorporated into belt buckles. It's really whatever it is your heart's desire speaks to you to do. But another thing to keep in mind is that you can also decorate your flower pots and that would be really beautiful in the garden. You know, when you're out there having your picnic, you can look at that, you know, but I don't wanna to get too far afield of this project. I don't wanna break away from the main topic. Yep, that's a mom joke. Next thing you're going to want to do after you have everything placed where you want it is you have to seal all of your mosaic pieces. You cannot just because those edges are unsealed. And if you don't seal them, what's going to happen is when you grout this, the grout can get into those edges or your tiles, which kind of makes everything kind of sad. 
So make sure you seal all your pieces and only then once that happens, you put on your grout. Now the grout should not be white. I, I cannot stress this enough unless you want it to look like somebody did it in, a, in like preschool or something. Don't do that. Do not use pure white grout. Let it be a little bit gray, a little bit ecru, a little bit off-white, never pure white. And there's other colors too. There's actually things like red grout. You can make your grout green. You can make it black. Whatever it is, it should make sure to not overpower the tiles of the mosaic themselves. It should be in the background to highlight the pieces of the china. And another thing, you can color the grout, but you can't do it with food coloring. There's a certain kind of concrete coloring or cement coloring that you have to use to color the grout itself. Once that's done, you've got everything filled in and you don't want to use unfinished grout, by the way, or else it'll also seep in and not actually cover everything properly. Once you've got that going, fill everything in, make sure it's filled, like really load it on there. It's okay if you begin to run out, make, and even as you're wiping it off, you're still pressing it in. Remember, only wipe in one direction. said that you should be using finished grout I'm talking about grout that's been sanded don't use unsanded grout no matter what they tell you listen to me I'm saying this but that doesn't mean that I am the ultimate authority on anything so you can definitely do what you want I am not the all-knowing grout person please remember that but the concrete well when it dries so it's okay for you to be using as much as possible because you can wipe it away, but it shouldn't dry out. If you let it dry out, it'll be grossly. That is not what you want, okay? When you're smooshing it into between the, the tiles and you're wiping it away with a sponge, there's gonna be this layer on top. It's called a haze. Listen, let that sit there for a minute before you wipe that right off. Rinse your sponge off. Okay, it's okay to get it wet, rinse it off and then wipe that off too okay because you want it to be clear it should be flush with your pieces it should be flush the grout should be flush or level with the pieces but should not be on top of them and it shouldn't be over them over the edges so make sure you clean up that area really well um i know that the inclination is to dry everything off with the towel after don't you can wipe it down with a dry towel. Be disgusting if it gets dried out. So once that process is done, cover everything either with plastic wrap, you know, a little bit, you know, just lightly covering it uh, where it's not tucked into the grout or even uh, parchment paper, waxed beeswax cloth, something to cover it to keep it, because it really depends on how big it is too, but to keep it moist. If it's very dry where you are, you can kind of come through with a spray bottle and go, sk, 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 you know what I mean? And give it a spray to keep it moist while it's drying out over the next 24 to 48 hours. You know, it should dry evenly and you'll know when it's supposed to be completely dry. But in the beginning, it should be moist. Once you're done, you're gonna take whatever you wiped off, that excess grout, and 
either put it on some newspaper, put it in a box, put it somewhere so it can dry out and get all crumbly and gnarly and throw it away or break it down and put it, you know, along the edge of your property because you want, one thing you don't want to do is pour it down at the drain because you will have an eternal clog because you are sitting there pouring concrete down the drain or cement down the drain. Don't do that. that you're not racing against anyone but yourself so take your time don't feel pressed to get everything done in one day it's not a one-day thing it's supposed to be a hobby it's supposed to be enjoyable it's supposed to be one of the things that you can share with others and definitely something I enjoyed sharing here with you because I like to share things with my friends and we're friends right if you get a chance to do it and you feel like sharing you can always send me a picture. I'd love to show it um, in the Shire on Facebook. Or it can also just be between us. I love it when you all send me stuff that you try at home and send it to me in the mail. So even if it's email. So let me know how it works out for you. And I look forward to seeing you here again on my Magical Cottage Core Life.